It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Only at DraftKings. Remember, folks, that is code THPN. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Oh, we're live. Nice. What's going on, Eastern Division uh, hockey fan? We've got the meeting of the minds here, except for the old guy in the middle and bottom. Uh, Going to talk here about, about the Eastern Division here, the Mass Mutual Division, uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network. So I'll start it off as the intro. I'm the hockey troll, and I'm going to represent the Washington Capitals here. Uh, TJ, why don't you go next? Welcome. All the Islander fans out there, fans and listeners to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, it's yours truly, TJ and the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same grump. That's me. And I know this is a little different than the content we usually offer here. Please keep the comments respectful. I know Islander fans, we could go ahead and get a little feisty, uh, you know, killing it in the division this season. But we have a meeting of the like-minded uh, Eastern Division Rivals. We're duking it out here today and tonight, and I think some of the Islander fans will enjoy this. Stop. Stop. Stop talking. You're just he all he wanted you to do is introduce yourself and then move on to the next person. That's all he wanted you to do. That Grump is, true. is as he always is. Stop monologuing. Next. <laughs> Neil man, hit us Neil. off. Woo! What is going on, everybody? It is your host, Neil Villapiano of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, talking all things New Jersey Devils. Awesome. See, that's TJ. That's exactly what we wanted. Uh, we I have go- to let the fans know what's going on. They don't. This is not what they're usually tuned into. Look, I know that they're Islanders fans, but they're not Tell that us what dumb. You're right? about, Nick. Shut up, TJ. Go, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, as as grumpy old man introduces me, I'm Nick Hoare from the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Uh, from the Pittsburgh Penguins, as you can tell by this uh, gracious background I have, I'm not as you know ca- or charismatic as the other two intros I just had. But hey, uh, I'm here. It's a nice day. This is I, I'm, I'm going to call this the Council of the East Division the right now. Yes. Okay. Hey, Nick, yeah. we love you anyway. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to get in. We're going to get into your wall of shame anyway. And then Thank let's you. go to Taylor. Taylor, here's the thing, people. Taylor's from Buffalo. I'm mm-hmm. just going to tell you right now. So be nice to him. Go, Taylor. Tell us all about yeah. yourself. I want to know everything about you your whole life. 
<laughs> All right. Hey, I'm Taylor. I'm from Straight Up Sabres. Um, I also uh, I probably have the lowest energy uh, intro here because I've been beaten down by the Buffalo Sabres for the past decade and especially this year. So hello to everyone. I would expect you to be more resilient to have that beat down year after year after year. I feel like you have to have something that helps you overcome it, no? Oh, uh, you know, just like human survival instinct, I guess. But like <laughs> not much more than that. Well, I think oh, that's good. a good place to start, though. Let's uh, let's talk about the Sabres first, because I know Taylor's on a little bit of a time crunch, and the rest of us have no lives. So, uh, you know, what? Tell us how how are you holding up, first of all, and and you know what's what's on the horizon. Uh, well, this week has been, I guess, a little bit of a turnaround since they they're on weirdly a four game point streak, quote unquote. I mean, some people would say they lost two of those games in overtime, and those are losses, but they did get a point uh, for all four games. But really, it's been a, a disappointing year, and I would think at this point, like, it's really hard to disappoint Sabres fans, especially ones that try to be realistic. But this season, uh, I I would not have expected uh, half the team to get COVID, them to lose eighteen straight games. Jack Eichel to basically be injured the entire year. Taylor Hall to have two goals through 30 games. Jeff Skinner to have three goals. All marks to be heard as long as he was like this. It's just been like a stunningly bad year in in so many different ways. And I I mean, the trade deadline is basically what's on the horizon. I think that could kind of set the tone for what they do this offseason and the next couple of years to come. Taylor, I've got a follow-up question. Oh. Speaking of the trade deadline, you know what, Grump? Give me a sec. Speaking of the trade deadline, Taylor Hall, very highly coveted, you know, trade there to move an asset for a team to acquire. Islander fans, not very thrilled about the opportunity there for Taylor Hall. You know, you get mixed signals there. Tell me what you've seen out of Taylor Hall there, albeit in a limited sample size on the miserable Sabres this season. Well, I thought for the first uh, month or so of the season – he was really good. I mean, he wasn't finishing. Like it felt like he was a little unlucky. Like he kind of some, some easy shots just right now in front of the net that he missed some wide open nets. And he seemed like he was doing really well as a playmaker and he was doing well playing with Eichel, even though Eichel, like I said, was, was playing injured the entire time. Uh, I, I haven't liked this game for the past month or so, or maybe more. I think when Eichel went down, he didn't really step up in any way. Like I, he has two goals. One of those goals was the first goal of the season. For, for the team. He scored in the first period. So he's one goal since the first period of the season. And I know he's shooting 2%. He won't shoot 2% forever. But like at some point, you do, you do have to put the puck in the net. And he has a decent amount of assists, but that's really slowed down. I think his playmaking has, has been worse. I don't think he's playing probably as hard. I'm sure a lot of guys have given up. And uh, he leaves a lot to be desired in his own zone. So that being said, though, he is still like the talent is apparent from time to time. And hopefully, I think that could still uh, someone could be interested enough to maybe throw out a, a decently high pick uh, for this draft, but he's not helping himself scoring two goals. Well, I never figured that he was a good fit for us, as I've been telling people for quite a while. If you don't play defense and want to subjugate your game, you're not going to fit in the Barry Trotz system. But now I have a really, I have a future question and also a past question for Buffalo. Uh, you know, Ralph uh, Kruger was your coach for a while. And, uh, you know, the last job that he had was he was coaching soccer over in England. Now, what's the transition for <coughs> Buffalo been like since they've gotten away from the 4-4-2 system that Ralph ran? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's gone well. Like, it, to, to be honest, though, th- they do look better uh, uh, post him getting fired. Like, it was a little bit rough right around when he got fired just because 
Uh, Don Granado, who took over as the interim coach, got exposed to COVID, so he had to miss some games. Kevin Adams had to coach. But these these past five games, they've looked better. And I think there is like kind of a – there was a stubbornness to Ralph uh, that I think they're doing well without. And I think that Granado does not have that same level of just assuredness that he's right after 100 games or so of evidence to the contrary. <clears throat> And I would note that I, a lot of Sabres fans, a lot of you know, a lot of American sports fans in general, don't really like watch soccer or watch the EPL. So I, I knew coming in that he actually was really bad at his job over there as well, uh, which is kind of a concern. Uh, the team that he, yeah, that he was the president of, like almost got relegated. They, he, they got significantly worse under him, and he pretty much had to leave. And the, uh, obviously, the Sabres got significantly worse under him, and he wasn't a very good coach for the Oilers either. What no. team I mean, but team here's the thing. Seriously, the now Kevin Adams uh, gets to, uh, you know, put in his own guy. I'm sure they're going to be looking for somebody in the offseason. He gets to put in his own guy. You knew it wasn't going to work out. Anytime you bring in a GM, the coach usually has to go. And Ralph certainly greased his own skids with that losing streak. So bye, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's going to be interesting. Like, technically, the coaching search is ongoing right now. There's been... Uh, a lot of names thrown on Bruce Boudreaux, obviously, has kind of said he was interested in coaching. Uh, Nate Lehman from Providence is another name a lot of people have talked about. I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Um, I, I think they're probably going to wait till the season's over, though, to announce it or even really start interviewing people. I'm not I'm not really sure. Neil, did you have a well, question? One good, thing, one good thing I have to say is we have no representatives from the New York Rangers. <laughs> I, I honestly think they're too scared. Them or Philadelphia Flyers. They were and way too scared to come on I, this podcast. <laughs> I tried to get Andy in. I tried to get Andy in, I swear to God. But he didn't he's he's been working. You know, he's got a job, a life, you know, like I said, we don't. Um <clears throat> Neil though, Neil, did you have a question for uh for Taylor here? Yeah, I was just trying to remember like what team did Kruger like work for in the EPL? He was the president of Southampton. Southampton. That's what cool. I thought. Yeah, it's, yeah, this is the thing. Like I remember they made a documentary on Southampton. Like, I think like a year or two ago and like whatever Ralph Kruger did there just made everybody that much more miserable. So like when, when Kruger came over to Buffalo, I knew the name already. Cause I watch I watched the EPL. So I was like, so you're taking a soccer coach or soccer manager, if you want to put it in those terms and you're making him an NHL coach. I mean, he does have experience, but it was with Edmonton. So I just, it was yeah. just kind of like this thing where it's like, well, he did, he wasn't doing well in one sport. What makes you think that he's going to all of a sudden be uh, good as other sport? But I will say this, Taylor, I'm going to throw a name out there that you might not um, agree with, but I'm looking at somebody like John Hines, who right now is in Nashville. I feel like it's iffy, iffy on, you know, whether they want to keep him. I hope to God that they do because I'm enjoying it being a, you know, a sufferer of John Hines for like five years. Um, I don't want that to happen to you, Taylor. Um, I really don't because you'll hate John Hines after just one game or one period, depending on what he does. Um, but I think that that's a name that you should also keep in mind and watch to see what happens with Nashville, depending on what they, how they finish the rest of the season. Yeah, that's, that's someone I'm very much not interested in, but that sounds like something the, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't have that, like that much faith in them hiring a coach. But I would hope – I know there's a ton of retreads in hockey. Like guys just get hired over and over and over again. But like I would hope you'd have to take like at least one year off or one year as an assistant 
after getting fired a second time in the short of a time period. But you never know, honestly. I mean, right. yeah. I've got to address in the comments. We keep getting, TJ, where's the rest of your shirt? Why are you not wearing a shirt? Grump, I know you don't look at any of the comments. But you're going to have to trust me. It's the regular cast and crew. They're asking me. They're berating me for my lack of professionalism when I dress you on a podcast. Well, they're mentioning your lack of hair also. Yes, they are, Grumpy. They're saying it's a little bright. It's a little shiny. They can see the skull, the skull cap right through it. So, yeah, we'll get all the comments that are usual. I'm reading them, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't just get done cutting the lawn. We went for a nice evening stroll. The wonderful page and myself. That's why he's so sweaty. Yes. That's why Here's the thing. Here's the thing. TJ figured he wanted to look more professional. Let's set the camera up high. So as soon as he did that, he exposed his chrome dominus. And, well, you know what? The, the fans have been going wild ever since. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Hey, right, we can right, right, Why am I wearing a hat today, right? Because I got AJ Malesko hair. It's like all over the freaking place. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I look at Neil for the Devils. I mean, what's the what's the girl who does your your thing? What's her name? The girl who does like your intermission. Oh, Erica Walker. Yeah. Now, see, that's that's what you're supposed to have. Good looking women for those inter those those. Intermission shows. That's We're going to get canceled. Right. Eastern Division canceled <laughs> after episode okay. one. Uh, I'm going to let you know. Okay. 12 minutes in. Okay, tell me. Seriously. You look at anyone. Every single one. What's Every one of those girls, what do they have in common? They're good they're, looking. They're super smart, of course, and articulate. What a clown. You, know what, you know what they have in common. Please. <laughs> Anyways, listen, we're talking about hockey here. Taylor, I have to know about it. Are you – I mean, what's what's an ideal situation for you in Buffalo next year? I mean, are, are, do you want them to blow it up or do you want to keep anyone? I mean, Eichel right now could fetch you a lot. Yeah, so uh, honestly, I, the thing I'm having a hard time with is the blowing it up thing. I it, it's It's been a really long time. It's not just the playoff drought, honestly, like – the Sabres haven't won a playoff series since 2007. I was in eighth grade. Like, it's been a really long time since there's been that much to look forward to. Like, they made it to the playoffs twice since then. So pretty much, like, even before this playoff job, from, like, 08 to 2012, it's really disappointing teams. And then, like, since then, they, I mean, from 2013 on, their best two seasons are when they averaged one point a game twice, which was last year in 2013. Just bad. Yeah. That's They were really bad both those years still. So, and they, obviously, they... They had their tank team. They had the year before the tank team where they were the worst team in the league. They finished last again in 2018. And after 10 years missing the playoffs, I don't know how, I don't know if I could really stomach a rebuild. And the good part of that is if they're smart about this, they don't really have to do a full rebuild. So you get to the, the Eichel part you mentioned. Eichel signed for, I think, five more years after this. I'm kind of interested in keeping them. That's, I mean, at least seeing how next season goes. Obviously, like Taylor Hall's a goner. Jeff Skinner's kind of, he's stuck here. I'm kind of interested in them. Resigning Reinhardt to a longer term, um, cutting bait with guys. Honestly, like they're probably going to have to eat some money that they don't want to, considering the Pagula's financial situation right now. Like they're probably going to have to, if they want to compete, get rid of Cody Eakin, eat the last year of his deal, the last yeah. two years of Oposo's deal. Uh, look into signing a, a goalie, into, signing or trading for a goalie to tandem with Linus Allmark, and obviously Carter Hutton will be gone next year. Uh, guys like that, and then. And on top of that, another and another way of uh, cutting bad weight, trading Brandon Montour and Ristolainen, and at least seeing what you can get for them, and kind of rebooting the defense and seeing, yeah. you know, what you can do with Dalene. Can you salvage Dalene 
and kind of make him at least be like 70% of the guy you thought he'd be. Uh, Henry Okiharu, who's been better of late. Can you get these guys to play better now that they're playing under a different coach? Just I, There's some things they could do like that and make a couple signings, I think, that there's no reason they shouldn't be able to compete. Uh, Dylan Cousins is a rookie this year. He's been kind of impressive, and he can play center. Reinhardt's been playing center this week. So, like, if you can have the, the, those two and Eichel down the middle as your top three centers, that should be a good start. <laughs> so you, you should be able to get some wingers that want to play with them. But there's a lot they have to do, and frankly, when it comes down to it with the confidence thing, it's not just the guys that have been there forever. It's, it's partially, like, Kevin Adams has never done this job or anything like approximating this job. So it's, it is kind of hard to have confidence. I Buddy, I, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> I've got a question for Neil. Kyle yeah. Palmieri held out a game, or it's oh, held out of practice. I know he was held out there. He's held Islander out fans, he was held out of yesterday's game against the Capitals. Islander fans are vying at the opportunity there yeah. to bring in a Kyle Palmieri. People yeah. think it's the most likely sit, the most likely fit and scenario there for yeah. the Islanders this trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what we should expect if Kyle Palmieri gets moved to the New York Islanders. What should they expect there from Kyle Palmieri? Yeah, that's a good question, and I'm going to follow it up with a question for Taylor. Um, I would say this about Kyle Palmieri. I think that this year he's just dealt with so much. He had COVID. Um, I think having, you know, playing a new system with a new head coach, I think the system that Lindy Ruff has just doesn't fit Kyle Palmieri's game. He struggled to have chemistry with the majority of the guys that we have on the team, considering that most of them are pretty much playing in the NHL for the first time in their careers. And I think at this point, I think Kyle Palmieri is getting kind of tired of the whole rebuild process because that's what he's basically been in since he got to New Jersey. But I will say this. He is a 25 to 30 goal scorer. That's what he's been since he got to New Jersey. He's the only 30 goal scorer other than Taylor Hall that we've had the last five years. This guy is a grinder. He's not a fancy type of goal scorer. He will go to the net. He will be physical. He will also play very good defense. He fits the system that Barry Trotz has to a T. Like he will be, he will play hard. He will do whatever it takes to win hockey games. This is exactly what it was. The only reason why I don't see Palmieri going to the Islanders is simply that what are the Islanders giving up for Kyle Palmieri? Fitz, Tom Fitzgerald, our general manager, has a specific idea as to what he wants in a deal. He clearly wants a probably a second round pick at the high. I mean. To be honest, he's probably not getting a first. Let's let's be honest. He's probably not getting a first. He also probably wants a young player or somebody that can jump into the lineup right away. And I was talking about this with Troll before we got on, that it seems like that the reason why the Bruins are considered to be one of the favorites is because they may include Jake DeBrusque. And I say they may. I'm not sure if they will, but they may add him into that as kind of a he needs a change of scenery type of situation. But I will say this. If the Islanders do get Kyle Palmieri, they are getting a guy that will be the perfect, I wouldn't say replacement, but the perfect guy to fill in for Anders Lee on that top six. A guy that can score. A guy that can, you know, he has a nose for the goal. He is clutch. And he is a leader. He really does have some leadership. He's not like the biggest guy when it comes to, you know, pumping his chest or getting guys' faces. But he is a leader both on and off the ice. And the way he plays the game, very much two-way forward, is a perfect, perfect, you know, situation for him if he goes to the Islanders. And my question to Taylor is this. Um, I follow a lot of different content creators, you know, on social media. One of the more well-known ones for a lot of people in sports and also hockey is uh, Urinating Tree. He's on Twitter. He's also on YouTube. A lot of people 
No, he's a he fellow actually, Yinzer. He fellow, yes, fellow Yinzer Horvath. He actually just put out a video today talking about the East Division. He kind of gave his whole spiel on that. And he actually said that the Sabres are now the new-aged Cleveland Browns, the factory of sadness yeah. um, type of situation. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's harsh? Like, what? Like, what is your feeling towards, you know, that type of, you know, statement about your team? Yeah, I absolutely agree uh, for a few reasons. Like one one of the we one actually of the, agreed. I was so hoping yeah. you'd say yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the, 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 so I'm like obviously being from Buffalo, I'm also a Bills fan. They recently also had a, a crazy long playoff drought. But I think Cleveland, who had the same length playoff drought until this year, the Browns had it kind of worse because they were always like stunningly bad. Like the Bills are like classic seven and nine all the time. The Browns were four and twelve like every year. They averaged being four and twelve for the entire decade of the 2010s. Like, and that kind of feels like what the Sabres are doing in hockey. It feels like right. they're going 4-12 and 12 every year. Um, it's, it is, yeah, it's, it's gone bad in a lot of ways. And in, in these past two years, especially with different things, probably things that are bigger deal locally than nationally, it's just been kind of like embarrassing story after embarrassing story. Like their 50th anniversary season last year wasn't their 50th season and it wasn't their 50th anniversary. I know the Canucks did the same thing, but that was ridiculous. Um, and they... Then they had every every step of the way was an embarrassment. They had misspelled names on jerseys. They misspelled Dave Anderchuk and Mike Robitaille's names. They got just outclassed by Vancouver every step of the way in the 50th anniversary thing. And then a million other things, the financial problems, the the, the franchise is basically being stripped for parts. Yeah. Uh, so many things like that to go along with the fact that it does. it seems like no matter what they do, they aren't getting any better. Like they've now had – I think Granado might be their eighth coach since 2013 or seventh coach. Like, and it's, it's, it's a good way to put it. Factory of sadness. Yeah. Is that sort of. Oh, oh, stop, stop, Nick. One second. (laughs) We've been on, I'm just going to tell you something fundamentally wrong with this, with this podcast. Nick hasn't said a fucking thing. We've been doing this for 41 minutes. And all we're talking about is the eight win Buffalo Sabres. Okay. Thank you, bro. No offense, Joe. You should get about 23 seconds worth of time to talk. That's it. We're just trying to be nice. I mean, the devil's Neil. Come on. Forget it. The devil. I I had a question. Okay. The devils suck. Nick, I don't know. You're living in your mom's house. I can just tell by the way your wall is set up. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I love the jerseys. Great. TJ, you got your own issues that everyone knows. And Hockey Troll's just back over there just kicking back, drinking alcohol and beverages. I mean, that's what he does. He's good at it. Okay? He knows how to drink. I know my I had a question for you, Grump. Go ahead. Now, you heard Neil. I don't want to piggyback off this. I wasn't listening to anything he was saying. He said, from the devils. He was, he talking, when he was specifically no talking about Kyle Palmieri. He said he would expect a second-round pick and a prospect. I do. How likely do you think that uh, the situation of a second-round pick possibly in Kiefer Bellows is being thrown out there as a possibility? Yes. Well, since Kiefer Bellows is never going to play for us, regardless of how much he shows, move him. There's nothing wrong with that. Second-round pick, move him. Kyle Palmieri, he's a rental. The only thing I don't want to give up for rentals is first-round pick. I don't believe in it. The only way I give a first round pick is someone who's going to be with the team long term. But for a rental, I'm willing to give a. But here's the thing: they ask, "What's the appeal of Kyle Palmieri?" Well, to Lou Lamarillo, he's over 30 years old. Okay? He's 29, and he plays defense, so that's what they look for. Oh, and mind you, mind you, before Lamarillo left uh, the Devils as general manager, he made a trade to acquire Kyle Palmieri. So that's another thing to keep in mind. 
He's the one guy I really don't want. Just I don't know. I don't. I don't like his name. Or he came from the Devils. Uh, I don't care how good a hockey player is. I've never liked him. That's and I just and for whatever reason, that's just to me. It's the bias I have against Kyle Palmer. I think we need to redirect some attention there to hockey troll and start hating a little bit on hockey troll. I want him to defend Tom Wilson. Because uh, you know he will. You know he will no, until the day he, I know he will. He calls him Saint Tom Wilson. Yeah, and that's it's, the wildest thing. Saint Thomas is one of the best hockey players to have graced the NHL in the past decade. Um, he's one of the most gifted body checkers that I've ever seen. Uh, when he was 18, 19 years old, he was out there running, you know, vaunted legends in the league, just absolutely obliterating them. It was, it was inspiring to see. Uh, and now he's a top line scoring wing. So I would say that he's probably up there in playmaking ability with Sidney Crosby. It's just, he's not a whiny little bitch. As we've as as has been verified by multiple sources, I've never been wrong. So <laughs> I'm going to say anyone anyone who talks shit about Tom Wilson, tell me you wouldn't want him on your team though. Oh, 100%. see, that's that's the whole thing. Would you 100%. take Tom Wilson on your team? I would. Yes, yes I, I absolutely would. would. Here's the thing: Probably. is he super talented? No, <laughs> but I'll tell you what: when he's on the ice, nobody messes with Ovechkin. Nobody messes with Backstrom. Nobody messes with those guys. Those are, those are unique well, players Ovechkin like that. doesn't need to be protected, though. He yeah. does things his own. He hits people his own way. He well, maybe Wilson's rubbed off on Yeah, him. really hard. That's his own way. He hits them really hard. And then people just get exploded. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, he died because he got hit really hard. A lot he of his – uh, look, Severson and probably killed him. I actually thought when he hit Severson, I think on Friday, I thought he died. Like I actually thought he died. Exactly. I mean, he's he's. It, I think that. Well, is Brendan Carlos still in the hospital, or is he finally out? There was that. Carlos one that he was back in for a while. Carlos in the lineup. All right, let's. All right, fair enough. And look, his last suspension. If Car and I'm not saying Carlo took a dive like your boy Sydney. But I am saying that it was – I mean, it was an unfortunate hit, right? Like, he follows through, uh, hits the guy in the head, head goes against the boards. It's a violent hit. But, you know, does everyone jump on his shit if Carlo doesn't grab his head and fall down and then get carted off the ice? I mean, I don't think – I think that if, if Carlo not. just gets up and starts playing again, you know, which he couldn't yeah. because he was injured and I completely get that. But the NHL has made this uh, – this – precedent now of calling based on the outcome of hits and on reputation. I mean, they, they made it very clear in their statement to the league that we did this because it's Tom Wilson and because he got, he hurt somebody again. That's when is he finally going to wake up? When is he finally going to wake up and say, you know what? I can't really launch myself and aim towards the head right here. You he see it there again, obviously different, different with Connor McDavid, but man, oh man, it's certain hard. players could always get certain players could always get away with it, but like a hit like that, if Tom Wilson were to make a hit like that, like Connor McDavid did just yeah. recently, man, man, I think that might be a twenty game suspension for Tom Wilson. Oh. He has yeah. to oh, know yeah. he can't play that yeah. style. He can't play where he's launching at the head anymore, especially when he's got a target on his back. My question is, when is he finally going to evolve his game? It's not like he's a kid anymore. He's twenty six. What is he? Twenty six years old. Yeah, come on, yeah. man. You're a professional. Uh, well, You're a true professional. Come on. I now. think that That's I think that his style. point totals. Hold on. Hold on, Jeremy. I can't believe I'm going to actually speak up for your guy. Here's the thing. You want, that is what makes him a success. That's what makes him a success. You want to take away the thing that he does that makes him a success in the NHL. You want to take away. Then you know what you got? You got Ross Johnson. That's what you have. 
That's what no. you have. You get a guy who's neutered, who won't be able to do anything. That's his style. Throw That's the true. body. Just don't hit the head. Hey, I have no problem with all this. You're taking a cheap one occasionally the body. Don't aim towards the head. But what is what is hitting the head anymore? Like, I mean, it's it's well, first it was primary point of contact, main point of contact. All of these are such subjective terms. What the what the NHL needs to do, and I would if this happened, I would totally vilify Tom Wilson if he hit somebody in the head. They need to completely say any contact to the head is illegal. It's two minutes if you make contact to the head, much like a high stick, with any part yeah. of your body, because the yeah. whole pre- the Hockey is predicated, and and I think that penalty calling is predicated on being in complete control of your body at the at all times. So if you're gonna if you're gonna go down this path, you're gonna have to say, look, no one can hit in the head, or you're just gonna get these you know ridiculous suspensions handed out because Tom Wilson is a gifted skater and a absolute man rocket beast of a human being specimen. I don't, I, and he's putting up like what? 20 goals, dude, 20 goals, 30 points. The guy's scoring 50, 50 points. I mean, what do you, what do you want here? And they're hardworking goals. I have a solution to all these issues with Tom Wilson. Allow guys to hit people in the head. There it is. Oh shit. You oh, play boy. hockey. Physicality oh, is part of the game. You get hit yeah. in the head. You're getting paid a lot of money. You pay the price. That's the way it should be. Physicality to the max. You, know, you want to know who'd suffer? You got guys like Cindy Crosby. There we go. There we there. go. Oh, God. You know, you can't breathe. And here's the thing. I like Nick because yeah. he looks a lot like one of my nephews. So I can't really say too many mean things about him. I can't. I want to. I want to pick on his silly little white cap. But I'm not. Oh, going yeah. to. I'm not <laughs> oh going to do God. that. I like him. He's a nice. He's a nice young man. So I really can't pick on him. But you know, like I said, more physicality, more aggressiveness. Take the helmets off. Headshots legal. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> okay. Eddie well, Moore, old time hockey. Can, can we put it on the foil? Let's can go. We reti- can we petition for Grump to be the next commissioner of the National Hockey League? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. You want to see people come back and watch it? I did. Oh, we're losing fans because the game's too tough, too much fighting. People love that. They, I, I'm going to say it again. I've said it a hundred times before. When there's a hockey fight, you see people sitting on their hands, or do you no. see them sitting on their hands when it's one nothing and they're doing little figure skating routines out there? <laughs> I will, Grumpy. I will say that you know when when a team scores in an NHL game or any hockey game, you know what half. 75, 85% of the fans stand up, but when there is a fight, 100% of the fans, everybody in the crowd standing. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. I mean, I remember when Jeremy went to Burger King and somebody tried to take his burger. It was an all out brawl going on. <laughs> I mean, don't take the hockey trolls, uh, double stacker sandwich. Just don't do it. Troll, you a Burger King guy? Is that what we just found out? No, no. I've, you don't I need mean, anything. I'm, Look at it. I'll, yeah, I will, I, I'm not really picky. Uh, this is, you know. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not prejudiced against any sort of food, especially fast food. Rolled potatoes and government cheese. This guy over (laughs) there. What is government cheese? (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Is that what is that? Something from the 1920s? That's what happened when I got a bunch of 15 year olds on on every single podcast. But see, that's what happens when I'm dealing with a bunch of 15 year olds. You don't even know what government cheese is. Take us down back back to 1910. Back to back to nineteen ten when everybody's doing the Charleston and the and the mashed potato. <laughs> Is that a dance? Those are dances, right? The mashed potato was like in the fifties, okay? The Charleston was like in the twenties. I mean, well, if you've been alive for it all. He's been alive for it all. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Like I said, I got to educate. I'm an educator, people. That's what I'm here for. You see, oh you learn God. stuff on these podcasts. See? You come, you watch the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, and yeah, I guarantee you you're going to learn something every single, <laughs> twice a week, every single time. Every single time. Shameless plug. Is government cheese just those like, Plastic wrapped ones from from Kraft? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not the ones you get from Kraft. That's from Kraft. Okay, you used to get like a block of cheese. Okay, and it was yes, it was American uh-huh. cheese, but not cut. You have to cut it yourself with some type of, you know, I don't know. <laughs> nice. I mean, here's the second picture that comes up. It is Ronald Reagan holding. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right. So. What the hell is that? I voted for Ronald Reagan. Oh, <laughs> I don't think most of us were born for that. You like, weren't. You weren't. You probably. I mean, you had to. You probably had to look. Who is Ronald Reagan? What? Who's this guy? Is he selling cheese? What is this guy? No, he used to be president of the United States. Okay. Anyways, Jesus Christ. Are we going to talk about the Penguins or are we going to talk about the Islanders next? I mean, let's talk I, about the Penguins. I want to hear Nick say something. Oh, of course, Hell of yeah. course. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. let's let's no, get it in. Piss, no, we just want to piss off troll. That's that's what we want to do. Right. Yeah. Nope, so go ahead. We can like, do that by hyping up the Penguins for the next uh, 10, 20 minutes. And can we, uh, talk, can we talk about Crosby supposedly getting sticked in the face against the Bruins? Supposedly. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, 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 hold on, wait. Let's let let's let Nick give the synopsis of how the Penguins are going to slowly but surely exit the <laughs> exit the playoff uh, contention here. But wow. tell us about it. Fifty okay. points, fifty points, and that's good for third in the division. They're overperforming, Nick. Okay. Are they, or are they? They're. It's weird to say, but I mean, with the amount of injuries that we have had, these, you know, fourth liners, minor leaguers, taxi squad guys, they're definitely overperforming for an, from an NHL standpoint. But all of our guys are getting healthy. I believe Teddy Bluger skated today. Tanev got back, got put back on the IR. But um, we'll leave that one alone. So it's seeing our guys get healthy again. Malkin should be back soon. Kapan should be back soon, and. If everyone is able to come back and play at the top of their game, uh, we should have more than 50 points. And, I mean, at one point, not that long ago, it was just a couple days, it was the Penguins, Islanders, and Capitals all had 50 points. It was a three-way tie for the division lead, and I don't know how the hell the Penguins are doing it, honestly. We've had a laundry list of injuries, and that is, like, the main topic of discussion in every story I write and every episode we do on the podcast, so how we're doing it we don't know we're figuring it out is mike sullivan's next man up mentality and we've been riding that since our cup wins yeah i know that's an old narrative but um it's still one that we have to follow considering the injury troubles we have had for a long time now it's been years so um everyone's getting healthy though so if everyone's still playing good look out because we're coming right up if these bad not bad players but if these young guys these taxi squad guys are proving themselves then it's something to be spoken of yeah i mean seriously all kidding aside and that's everyone who listens to our podcast knows i talk trash mm-hmm. but i speak the truth also i'm scared of pittsburgh for a team that's injured to be performing the way that they're performing yeah. and they have the easiest schedule down the stretch out of the islanders and uh the capitals yeah. They give us problems because they're aggressive on the forecheck. Teams yeah. like that who can skate and aggressive on forecheck give us problems. That's why Washington gives us problems. Washington, uh, since they got a coach this year and they got rid of uh, Reardon, are infinitely better than they were. I was really surprised we beat them 
uh, earlier last week because I, I think they're a matchup night for, nightmare for us also. Uh, but, you know, just speaking to Nick's, I'm, I'm scared when they get Kapanen back yeah. and when they get uh, Malkin back. I, I think they're going to be a handful. I really do. It really should be, especially, like I said, if everyone is clicking because Kapanen and Malkin especially were really building a uh, chemistry that was quite impressive because we picked up Kapanen and thinking he'll play on Crosby's line. Well, then he had some visa issues and getting over from Finland uh, to start the season. Well, he got here. It was We were a couple games in, so Sullivan put him on the fourth line. And he was producing on the fourth line. Kapanen's a guy that we were able to slowly move up the line and up the lineup, and he was producing everywhere he went. He stopped on the second line with Malkin, and those two just clicked immediately. So he's, I don't think he's played that much with Crosby. If it has, it's been like two or three shifts. But, I mean, him and Malkin just – it's uh, – Malkin always gets the guys that we bring in thinking he's going to play with Crosby. We saw it with Kessel. Now we're seeing it with Kapanen. And we bring Crosby, these guys in to go with Crosby, and Malkin takes them. Crosby has the ability to make average players better. He's it's, one of those type players. It's the so Mark Dunk meme, yeah. You might bring somebody in thinking he's a fit, but he doesn't need that. Look what he's done for Brian Russ's career, right? Yeah. Let's be honest, right? And, you know, Malkin's a beneficiary, but to me it speaks more to your depth your organizational depth where you can have these type of injuries and your team still produce well. I wanted, I wanted to bring it up. You mentioned earlier about that high stick. This is just the context <laughs> here. So everybody can see I'm it sorry, like, and we can this, analyze like, this in real time about this high oh, stick that brutalized Sidney Crosby. Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my God. That was a murder on the ice. Oh, it's a murder on the ice. Look at that. Bergeron is such a dirty player. I don't know if I can cover Sydney's hospital bills on that one. I feel like this is free rage points can for everybody out there because like, everybody can hate this, right? McCann, no, McCann gets actually a Actually, yeah, I never noticed crazy. that one. Nobody ever talks about like, hello, like look at look at McCann. Ooh. Right in the face. Yeah. All right. And Tom oh, Wilson's the dirty. Works out. Tom Wilson's dirty, right? I, you know, I will say one thing. I like Pittsburgh's uniforms. I like those third uh, those third uniforms. I like the white jersey look. Yeah, I like that. But it's here's very the plain. Everybody, everybody knows that when Cindy Crosby works on, wow, wow, he's a cat person, obviously. Freaking pussy. <laughs> oh, trust me, the comments, Islander fans, I just want to remind you, I'm reading all the comments. We're not popping them up there. I'm reading yeah. them. If they're really good ones, we'll make sure to pop them up. But uh, I'm laughing. Anytime you see me laughing, it's because I'm reading one of the funny comments you guys are yeah. putting there in the thread. I, yeah, I definitely I got a huff of nitrous in the background. <laughs> No, yeah, no I, I definitely got the comments up and I'm reading some too. So it's that's half the entertainment here. Um, but I like that the Crosby discussion. I appreciate that that alcohol, that was not a very good look on Crosby. I mean, was it a dive? Probably, but it also resulted in a Probably. four minute. What the a, fuck? It was a four minute <laughs> double minor. That's the part that gets me is how can some, I mean, I don't know how that's a, that much of a dive when he's still bleeding somehow, some way. I'm not saying it's great, good or bad on either way. I just appreciate it happened literally 48 af- hours, 48 hours after Dubinsky decided to start some shit. Grumpy old man. We talked about how he was bleeding. He was bleeding because he bladed himself. He had some <laughs> tape through there, and he bladed himself. Come up with a little. Yeah. I do like you know, that really hot take. I mean, yeah. we're going on a limb saying that's probably not a good look for him. That's <laughs> really going after on a limb, Nick. I know you look like my nephew, but come on, do a better thing. <laughs> well, Grump, yeah, you thought exactly what I was going to say, too. I was like, is he like Ric Flair? He goes down. He, yeah, it's an old WWF style. Like, he can yeah. sell. He can sell. Yeah. 
I no, mean, just Dubinsky's with the whole whining thing. That's I'll take a whiner and three cups over a great goal scorer and one. So I'll leave it at that oh, for now. And fuck. <laughs> Who is he possibly talking about? Look, I know. You know what? Oh. And this has sparked, reignited the debate between who is the more, who is the, I think that, I think that only, you know, idiots are going to discuss who's the better player, right? Because it's like, well, there are two different positions. I'm not really sure how you're in two different styles at that. So, you know, it's, you're basically talking to a wall. Nobody's going to, nobody, you're never going to be able to have this conversation and then win someone over. I'm never going to win uh, a Crosby, uh, you know, I guess jihadist, if you will, and over to the, uh, to, to the good side, the Ovechkin side, um, and, and their, in their holy crusade, uh, against Ovechkin. But, you know, I, I don't think, uh, I, I, it's it's a tough call, but I will say this. Hands down, Ovechkin will go down as the more important player to hockey history uh, in general, for sure. Wow. You're wrong. No, 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 I'm not. Hockey Definitely history right. is written in Toronto. <laughs> That's hockey a great point. Is written in Toronto. It's not written in Russia. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. You can never refute the the all time leading goal scorer in. NHL history. What are they going to like rewrite the numbers? Grump and I were talking about this just the other day. Mike Bossy's numbers, if he didn't hurt his back, would be far superior at goal scorer and have much, I mean, much more highly regarded than Alexander Ovechkin if his back injury didn't happen. And to think about that, right? An injury derails a guy from being. Alexander Ovechkin wouldn't be in the same conversation as Mike Bossy if he was able to stay healthy there in that back. Yeah, and if I had two point. wheels, I'd be a fucking bike. I mean, I don't know what what you want here. It's not the fucking. What it's I, not reality. It's not reality. If if I was seven foot tall and could bench nine hundred pounds, I'd probably be a professional athlete. Unfortunately, I can only bench like you know eight hundred. Okay, and I'm no, not that tall. Hold on, hold so, on. If you were nine foot tall and you could bench how much? Seven hundred pounds. But you have no athletic ability. Okay, so you could not have been an athlete. <laughs> Just look I at Zeno Chara. He's seven could, feet tall and is athletic. I could have at least played like offensive line at any D1 no. college of my choosing. No, this is what right, you could have done. Right, TJ? We need, we need Shane Ryan in here to tell you about offensive you know, like, line. You hold a sign up saying, hey, this is the price of gas. That's about the <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh my god. Listen, and and I know I'm going to probably catch so much flack, but you know, I don't give a flying fuck. Le- Ovechkin is by far the most historically more historically important. And I don't think I think that here's the thing. When Sidney Crosby makes a play, people are like, "Wow, that looked fantastic." And by all accounts it did. It did look fantastic. He did a lot of work. He skated around in circles like 10 times. He dished for a nice open guy. That's great. You know, layup, backdoor, Beautiful skating play, whatever, you know, it's the orchestra. But I don't think people really realize how hard it is for someone to just cross the blue line and send a wrist shot past an NHL goaltender. I mean, it seems so simple and it looks so easy. And that's, you know, I think that's maybe the disconnect between uh, between the OV and, and Crosby. You know, people who are who are ignorant think that. Oh, see, like you could could win an argument. Maybe you can convince people over. Let let me, let me educate Jeremy once again. Okay. The question was greatest hockey player, better hockey player, not goal scorer, hockey player. 
That's I, here's the thing. I don't like Cindy Crosby. I don't like her. I absolutely do not. <laughs> but if you ask me who's a better all-around hockey player, it's Crosby. Who's a better goal scorer? That's Ovechkin. There's a difference. There's a difference. See, you're you're splitting hairs. I don't know. No, I'm not. I, the question I, is hockey player, not goal scorer. I, I actually, if Mike Ossie played 15 years in the league, we wouldn't even. Who's Alexander? Who? Who? What? He's got a long way to go to catch Mike Ossie. Has, did Alexander Ovechkin score 50 goals uh, the first nine 15. years he was in the league? 50 no, goals but a season. Did he he was that? shooting on goalies that didn't just smoke no. cigarettes and drink beer for their preseason. So the answer is no. Uh, so the answer's no. Like, like, no. Uh, you know, it's a yes or no question, did he? <laughs> no. Your silence means no. And what's the <laughs> well, the year that he hurt the back? He only played sixty nine games. He was in pain the whole year. He still scored thirty eight goals. So I mean, please, please. I'm not detracting not from Mike Bossy's legacy here, but but anyways, Taylor oh, yeah, had something trying. to say. You didn't, hold on, and here's another thing: when we did one of these last year, you didn't even know who Mike Bossy was. I, I knew who Mike Bossy is. What do you mean? You didn't know. You didn't know last year. I had to call you out. No, that was Pauly. Pauly on one of our episodes. You're getting you're getting senile, old man. You don't yeah, remember it. Grumpy, grumpy, gosh. grumpy. That was Pauly. It was it wasn't it wasn't hockey troll. That was Pauly. Yeah. Pauly's with him, isn't he? Isn't Pauly with hockey troll? Yeah, but he's not with me. There you go. Built by association. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Got> <laughs> what the hell? Man? All right, all right. Taylor, Taylor, say something. You you had something, man. Yeah, uh, so I was gonna say this. Like honestly. The Ovechkin, I'll, I'll, I think I can meet you guys halfway. I think Crosby is a better player than Ovechkin, and frankly, I don't even think it's a discussion. And I'm pretty neutral here. I don't like either of the teams. They've kicked our ass for 15 years. Yeah. Don't love either of those guys. But like, I would Crosby is not even close. As far as the goal scorer thing goes, I would take Ovechkin easily over not even just anyone in history, but like easily over Bossy for me, just because Ovechkin's led the league more than anyone ever. Bossy is. I would maybe say second, but like, yeah, he sc- he had six sixty goal seasons, like you said, nine fifty goal seasons, five hundred seventy goals in ten years, and like, it was a different time though, scoring wise. It's not even close. Like Ovechkin scored sixty five goals in two thousand eight, like the next best guy had fifty. He has more fifty goal seasons than everyone else in the league combined in the two thousands. Like, there's there's no comparison to it. I mean, the scoring era sucks, and he just blows everyone away. Yeah, no, grumpy. Take a step into. Who after was within two hundred goals of him? No one's within two hundred goals. Okay. When people okay. make comments like that, hold on, grump. I had to make a quick comment. When people make comments like these, how the game has changed for certain has. So is the preparation that these athletes take as well, right? Yeah. Mike Bossy wasn't preparing like athletes prepare currently. So again, maybe if he was in today's game, he would have prepared a little differently. His game would have been better. So again, like you know, it's an apples to orange comparison, mm-hmm. right? The game is completely different. So is the preparation. So is the nuance behind it. So is the film watching. The game has completely evolved. And it's, it's tough to make those generational arguments and tough to make those generation, generational discussions. Mike Bossy used a freaking wood stick, not some graphite composite. Not everybody used to shoot the puck 100 miles an hour because of the equipment they have. The game has changed absolutely. Okay. Then why did he dominate his era more than Ovechkin did? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. On our podcast, the question was, Ovechkin or Gretzky? And I said, think about how many goals. Gretzky, or you're talking about Ovechkin. Gretzky has more assists than anybody else has points. Think about that. Still. I mean, that, and that was the question. Somebody said, well, would you take somebody else or Gretzky? I mean, it was Gretzky. Now, Gretzky never could have played for Barry Trotz. Uh, you know, that's a whole other thing. He doesn't <laughs> no, Barry. Uh, but I have a question uh, for Neil <laughs> to the Devils. 
You ever yeah. listen to Ken Danico? Do you think he has CTE? I think it's a yes. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's become somewhat of a running joke uh, with, a, with a lot of Devils fans that, like, we have a drinking game nowadays that every time he says either oh or oh my in a broadcast, you have to take a shot um, because, obviously, he says it a lot. I think, I think, uh, I think Danico does suffer a little bit from it uh, considering the type of style that he played back in the day. Um, but but he still he still does a, a pretty bang up job as a broadcaster, I would say. Here, here's the thing, Grump. You mentioned about CTE, and then the same token earlier on this podcast, you were joking and making jests <laughs> of playing with no helmets, which would obviously <laughs> accelerate that, Grump. No, so get, it, so, get it, so get a new guy. You don't have to give a guy a job. No, Grump, 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 Grump. Yeah, I know you're joking around, Grumpy old man, because oh, nobody, nobody. <laughs> Legalize headshots. What about the worst? Who doesn't want to see somebody get knocked in the ice? What about Rollerball? It was a great movie. It's a movie, and not a for the, for the real Cup, thing. For the Stanley Cup Finals, it's like Battle for the Death. Oh my God! Talk about a war of attrition. <laughs> well, that's the only game that you get that the Islanders can win anymore. A war of attrition. They're definitely not going to win it on the uh, on the scoring ability. Aside from running up eight on us, when you could have done it to the Penguins, one or two more in the previous week, man. Where were the, where the hell were that's, they? That's why Tell- the that's why the Islanders all need to get someone like Kyle Palmieri to add to that to add to the scoring that they lack. <laughs> we have Josh Bailey on our team. Isn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, that just proves my point. Everyone who says that I bash Josh Bailey, I mentioned him as a great goal scorer. Everyone laughs at me. That just proves my point. The king of the secondary assists. No, the human side bar. Josh, Josh Bailey. Bailey. Josh Bailey is a really good goal scorer in the playoffs. I will say that. No, like he's he, not. He, what? He's not. A what? No. He sucks. He had one good playoffs. I mean, like, shit, we're looking at a tiny, tiny sample size. The amount of times that Josh Bailey has been in the playoffs, let alone the Islanders, since he's been a part of the organization, is uh, infinitesimally small. What has it been, two years? Three years, Rob? Three years? His thing. Three or four not years. long enough to even be memorable him in the playoffs. The, I'm years. just hoping that the Kraken draft him. The Kraken, the Seattle Kraken, I'd like to see them pick him in the expansion. Oh, the goddamn Kraken, man. Well, so wait, hold on. What are the what are we looking at from the Islanders via the down the stretch and, and from the trade deadline? I mean, do you have a shot in hell at taking the uh, the top spot from Washington? Because uh, you know, I think that the first spot in in this division, where previous years it wasn't as important, maybe uh, I think it's incredibly important this year. I want that top spot. I want to watch you and the Penguins duke it out. And then come clean up the mess, hopefully in the second round, uh, to be completely honest. Yeah, from my perspective, uh, you know, I like, I listen to when the media cart, the Islanders media cartel, if you can even call them that, I think there's only have four or five guys who even cover the team. And everything's a lollipop question. But when they start trumpeting how Leo Komarov is a stabilizing influence, they know where he is on the first line. This is a guy that we put on waivers four times a season, and all of a sudden now he's a first liner, and they're saying, like, he's the missing element for that first line when average Anders isn't there. You know, when I see something like that, it tells me that the prices are too high that they're asked for and they're not going to make a trade. That's my thought. Or I think it, I think it's more also taking into account of, hey, don't get, don't get too excited. I, I think you're right to a certain extent, Grump. Um, I honestly, the Islanders, if they want to compete there with the Tampa Bay Lightning and teams of that ilk, 
which I mean, they're the best team right now in the league by country mile, in my opinion, despite what the points say. Uh, they really have to address two, two left wing positions. I mean, like, we got to reignite the best third line in hockey. We got to look for a second line left winger as well as a first line left winger. And I'm afraid, like, the, the asking price is too much. If the asking price for Kyle Palmieri is a second and then a prospect that might be able yep. to yield you back, I mean, like, Bellows in a second round pick, if you're never going to play in Barry Shots, he's expendable in that capacity. And a second round pick isn't all that bad for a guy like Kyle Palmieri, which would get Leo Komarov out of the lineup. That's the biggest thing. How long can we consistently roll Leo Komarov out there on the first line and expect that to yield positive results? I mean, like, we've been doing it so far. If we're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, Islander fans, how do you think a lineup, a first line of Leo Komarov, Matt Barzal, and Jordan Eberle looks out there? Well, you're just playing a two. It's a two-man line. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you got you got a guy skating 20 foot behind. Oh, look at him. He's back in defensive zone. Yeah, but everybody else is in the offensive zone. All right. I, I just like, you wanna know why they play him? Because he loses like half his salary in Pinochle to Lou Lamarillo every road trip. Oh That's why God. he's still playing. He's, he's what is he, 30, 34 years old. He's from Russia, wherever he's from. Uh his name is Estonia. Tommy. He's from Estonia. How many times are you gotta go over this, Grom? Estonia. I don't care. It's, like it's not North America, it doesn't count. <laughs> Russian. He's a Rushki. Oh, he's Estonia. His favorite color is red and yellow. Does anyways, does um are you guys second, third? You guys, you think I you think can... we could still win the division. I think, I think it's, I, honestly, I think though, realistically, probably Pittsburgh. I'm thinking Pittsburgh. I mean, that was a bad losing to Boston right now is bad. Giving up seven goals to Boston, who can't score even strength goals, save their lives, yeah. is a bad look. Um, but so they have an the easier one. schedule down the stretch. I mean, I think that matters. <laughs> and for us and Washington, it's going to come down. How many more head-to-head games do you have? Three or four with Washington? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's um, I think four. I want to okay. say that that's that's going to determine who's second and third place. It really is, and we're a tough team to beat at home. I will yeah. say that. <clears throat> you think the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to finish their grump? I I just don't see it. I mean, like uh, I really don't. They've played well as of recent. Look you know Nick's my point. Case. You... I would just say no to him. Don't you kind of rooting for him just because he's pretty? <laughs> oh my God, Grom! Fair enough. my nephew. I can't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so God. you're telling me there's some in the family? Ooh, I, you know, Grump. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not even going to hit that. Um, I'm not even going <laughs> to hit that point. My thing is this: I think Sorokin has improved. He's continuing to grow in confidence. I really feel like he's going to be an absolute uh, brick wall back there as games continue. I've been more and more impressed with his play. You got Noah Dobson back. I think the Islanders are going to do something to address the gaping hole they have on the first line, first line at the left wing position. And I think if they do that, I think we're looking and sitting much more pretty than we are currently at the moment. The defense, Noah Dobson's still only improving. Uh, defense has been steady all season long. Even though Varlamov has fallen off a little bit, I've, I've been excited about Sorokin. And uh, forward line, as long as we get that first line left wing taken care of, I think we jump an extreme amount up on your level, at least, Grum. I'm going to say if we get Kyle Palmieri, even though I'm not his biggest fan, I don't know why. I just never liked him. It's it's me. But he does bring scoring prowess. I think that – and if we play the Barry – it's all for us, it's all about system. Everything's about system. When we play mm. our game to the Barry Trot system, we're really, really tough to beat. We're not exciting to watch. <laughs> we're not. But we're a tough team to beat. And – 
Only teams that are well-coached can beat us. That's why we beat Washington last year. I think we swept them. Didn't we sweep them? Yes, we did sweep Washington. Did we sweep Washington? I mean, I don't even know. It was such a short amount of time we played them in the playoffs. I can't even remember. I think it was like maybe two or three days. And we beat them so bad that they gave us like double victories. I don't remember what happened exactly. But it was a I thought it was five, but, but, you know, I could be wrong. Who cares? But here's the thing. Todd Reardon was their coach. And it was like like me behind the bench. It didn't matter, (laughs) except with better hair. So, you know, it was just just a monument. But now Peter Laviolette is a good coach. I feel he's a good coach. But when we play our system, we're really, really tough to beat. And I think we could beat anybody. Pittsburgh scares me, but mainly before, mainly before they're so aggressive on that four check, and that gives us problems. Jeremy, let me ask you a question. Why the hell is Garrett Pallon not up there with the Washington Capitals? Because his dad used to play for the Islanders. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they're, they're, the they're, they're, hurting, they're hurting our boy there, Rich Pallon's kid. I don't like that. A friend of the podcast, a visitor there of the podcast, and been on the podcast before. I want to know why Garrett's not up there with the Washington Capitals. Now, remind me, Garrett is a winger. Is that right? He's a winger? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think he played center. I think he's listed there as center. I mean, he's performed well there for the Hershey Bears this he's, season. He's a That's forward not- in the, you know, one of the maybe top three in the NHL forward cores. For the past ten years, I mean, what? How? The the top six is locked, right? I mean, the, if the only way that you're going to be able to get into the top six is if somebody you know gets hurt, uh, that you're not getting the top six from the farm. We've gotten Verona there, but yep. I think that he's kind of. I think that he's a special case, right? Um, I I don't think I just don't. It, it's too deep, man. I mean, I would hate. To come up into Washington in Washington's farm system, there's no there's no room because we are win now. We're gonna go to the free. We're gonna go to proven NHL talent before we go into uh you know developmental type guys pulling them up. I mean, and you can see that through the taxi squad. I mean, we're we're constantly juggling here. The item I was shocked with too is when you guys got hit with the COVID protocol train. He wasn't even considered as a guy that like, hey, maybe we'll go ahead and throw in there Garrett. I mean, he's played well there. He's, I think he's taking the next step there uh, in the A. And I'm just kind of like, is he, you know, is he ready there for that next step? I mean, what has he got? 16 points there in 14 games. I haven't watched too many Hershey Bears games, but uh, you know, uh, most organizations, that's uh, you know, you're 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 whispering or at least you know you're like you're speaking about, hey, maybe this guy deserves a call up. Yeah, and I understand he's a good two way player too. Unlike maybe his old man. I don't know. When did he? Whoa! Was defenseman. He was a defenseman, a defensive defenseman. Don't try to provoke me now. <laughs> I literally wouldn't even know. I literally wouldn't even know. But uh, look, I, I don't know. It. I, I feel bad for these guys all the time. And when we did go into the COVID protocol, it was inspiring to see. And, you know, everybody's got a chip on their shoulder when this happens, right? When, when big players are out. But, uh, I think that it's also uh, with the caps, especially like an intense hunger to try to prove yourself, maybe not even to the club that you're with just to like show, you know, maybe somebody gets a whiff of it out West wherever uh, and get you a different pro contract. I mean, uh, I do think that we kind of shelter some talent, but who knows? Everybody's hot on this McMichael kid and he's lighting it up too. So I don't know. The three amigos, Grumpy. Go ahead and mention it. Here we go. You know, the Islanders. We didn't even have to. I didn't even have to go ahead and elicit you to mention the three amigos. Here we go. We've been getting comments about it there. But go ahead, Grump, because 
my, my friend mentioned. the fossil, my friend the fossil, Lou Lamarillo. You know, <laughs> what's the one thing the team needs, right? We need goal scorer. We need creativity on the offensive end. So who do we draft? We draft Simon, aka Casper, the ghost Holmstrom. And I remember, I'm like, oh my gosh, we got uh, Philip Tomasino. He's the guy I wanted. Offensive oh. creator, Matt Barzell clone. Connor McMichael, another stud center. And Alexander Kaliev, a goal scorer, what we need. And who do we pick? We pick a guy who's rated the number 90 overall pick. We pick him in the first round. He's in Europe. He can't stay healthy. And that's what we pick. We pick a bunch of grinders. I mean, we're a team. They want to fill in. They figure, well, guess what? We're going to lose Josh Bailey because he sucks so bad. We're going to get rid of him. And we're going to bring in Josh Bailey 2.0, the king of the secondary assist, a perimeter peak. Someone who's afraid to go to the net. These are the type of guys that we draft. It makes oh me sick. God. Taylor, I got to ask you a question. You're the only guy with a beard. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you growing that beard until the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs? No. Okay. No, well, I don't want to commit to that. I don't want to commit to that. Maybe we get you a job with ZZ Top in a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather not. I mean, uh, I want to keep my options open a little bit in the next decade. But right. honestly, I, I do have to duck out, fellas. It's, it's been great talking to you, and hopefully I can uh, do this again soon. And we'd awesome, love to get man. you on the Islanders Never Say Die podcast sometime. All right. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Sounds good. All right. Later, man. Good, good night, everyone. Good to see you. more abuse. And then there now were if I five. Get rid of the, like if I get rid of the next four of you, I can have the floor all of myself, and then we'll get some real numbers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not – just out of our social responsibility, we're not going to let that happen. Uh, <laughs> oh, this gracious. All right, Jeremy. Hit, hit me with the – hit us with the question. I mean, I I've I think we covered a lot. I think, uh, yeah. I think that we're kind of uh, – I mean, approaching the end, unless anybody wants to bring something crazy up that we can talk about. Um, Grumpy, have you seen the the new Mighty Ducks show? I have not seen that, but I'm going to watch it. Is that any good? No, it's terrible, just like the rest okay. of the shows. Let me tell you something. It I sucks. saw the original Mighty Ducks movie, the first one. I yeah. got a free pass to go see it as a sneak preview. Oh. And I remember seeing it. I'm like, oh, look at this. I said, and we also got to see Captain Ron with uh, – <laughs> Uh, Kurt Russell. And I was like, oh, this isn't half bad. You know, Emilio Estevez was in it. And you saw Mike Madonna and Gordon McRae in there. And I was like, you know, that's a pretty good movie. Captain Ron, not so good. But, uh, you know, still, it was a fun, it was a fun Saturday afternoon thing. I had a good time. Me and my wife went to go see a free movie. You know, that's the only way I'm paying is if it's free. Now, did you yeah, have that was on your drive-in? Life. Was this term when only drive-ins were available? Or were yeah. Available at this time? I your 60th birthday? <laughs> I've been to drive-in movies, all right? Hey, there's nothing wrong with the drive-in movies. used to be fun as hell. I mean, they drag us out there. We'd have our pillows. We'd drive in the station wagon. First of all, no seatbelts. Nobody wore seatbelts back then. And you know what us kids did? We just we piled into the back, you know? Oh. The parents didn't even want us in the back seats. We were all, like, in the back compartment of that station wagon. And we were battling out back there. And, you know, they, we got out of hand. They just slammed the brakes on, boom, on that back seat. And I'm telling you what, that calmed us down pretty quick. <laughs> and the awesome. seatbelts they were always tucked into the back of the seat that's, nobody that's wore seatbelts what's a seatbelt this the was the seatbelt the, gr- the grumpy old man way no seatbelts no helmets no seatbelts no helmets let's go pillows what's only. up with the white hat Nick what's up with the white hat uh, I've got my ask. hair is doing too hot today and it's a little chilly in my room so Grump if that's the case how often should I wear a hat if he wears a hat when his hair is not doing so well well when you play as much as you do uh, I don't think you'll have to worry about the heat. 
<laughs> I was trying to go ahead and set you up there for a bald question, a bald comic. I'm not going to pick on your hair, TJ. That's what the that's what the listeners are for. That's. What... <laughs> oh goodness go. gracious! Uh, all love, all love them. <sighs> well. I don't know what else there is to mention, guys. I enjoyed getting to go ahead and speak there. I know Grump mm-hmm. enjoys getting to go ahead and be feisty with everybody else there, you know, because there's only so much sparring we can do back and forth. So he loves to bring other people on to spar back and forth with. Yeah, it's exhausting, I'm sure. Uh, For you, I'm sure it is. When you're totally <laughs> outmatched. I know I'm speaking over <laughs> your head. I understand. <laughs> and I got it. I knew, but I thing, knew that was like, coming. For me, it's just try out new material. I just toy with, I just toy with you. <laughs> Okay, you know, fair. you're like you're like the little ball, and I'm the cat. I just kind of smack you around all the whole time. <laughs> we we need to get you on Twitter, Grumpy. You need to get. I, you, I, you know, I I keep on saying I got to get on there. I got to get on there. Hey, TJ says it's stop, probably a bad you idea. Start roasting people on Twitter. That that's what we need to say. Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> oh yeah. No, it, it it is a bad idea because anything that comes through Grumpy's brain sometimes <laughs> I, I feel like there's always a time period on our podcast where I'm like, oh wow. I really hope he's not going to go ahead and have a crazy take on this one. Most times he does, and I'm just like, oh, just caught shaking my head. You know, what I wonder, too, is how little he knows about the internet. He didn't know what OnlyFans were. So people are asking for a drums <laughs> OnlyFans. What kind of fans? <laughs> OnlyFans. Only? OnlyFans, bro. I still don't know what they are. <laughs> what they are. Where they take lewd and nude pictures there for money. Yeah. Oh. Anyone can do it. <laughs> You can just have oh, you can just have those one. porn sites if you want to see that stuff, right? Yeah, but these are yeah, real but people. some people like it's where they pay other people to pose naked, and it's like, hey, they build a relationship. I don't know. People like OnlyFans, <laughs> and it was a joke. But uh, I, you know, I wonder about how much you would be exposed to if you had a Twitter, and I kind of worry about that. My wife got is on Instagram. I just oh, found that out today. There we go. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. I don't know. Is that like pictures? I don't know. Yes, Instagram yeah. is pictures, grumpy old man. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't have that either. I don't have. I don't have anything. Oh well, I'm too wide well open. I'm too wide open. I crashed the internet. Can we, can we get? <laughs> would it be bad if we got Grump on TikTok? Would that be the worst? Oops. Oh TikTok. my. I don't even. I, I'll be honest. I'm not even sure. I, I don't use TikTok all that often. Right. I couldn't even teach him. I mean, like most everything we do technical side, I'm sure as you can imagine, even getting his laptop up and running to where we can use StreamYard the first few times was a little difficult with the grumpy old man. I'm going to tell you what. I'm looking at the age of you guys. I know. I'm looking at Nick. Nick, how old are you? Like 14? Just turned 24. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This shirt is older than you, Nick. Yeah. (laughs) My attire is older than you. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the truth. I don't don't care. They clothes good back then. Yeah, I think, I think I'm I, working I think on I, the shirts. By the way, really? Maybe there you go. Like, we're gonna, that's right. We're, we're releasing some merchandise. Grumpy's Groupies is going to be popping popular. Uh, and I also want another shirt. It just says it's, a, it's like a car. It's like a, a a silhouette of AJ Malesko with that crazy ass hair saying "Run a comb through it." Oh my god! <laughs> when you can replace all of your shirts. The least you can do is comb your hair. You can replace all of your old shirts with the new merchandise, and we can expect you to wear that every single time. Because Grump, I don't want. That I know you roll out. I don't want the cheap material that they make clothes with now. Make it out of that uh, out of a refabric uh, uh, ocean plastic. I want cotton. I want. I cotton. want five sheep for every shirt. Five sheep. Five sheep. That's right. Cotton. Cotton. Five sheets. 
Well, you know, when you get old, when you get old, your skin gets a little bit more brittle and delicate and, you know, you need to have the finest materials. Let me tell you something. How would you, what would you know about it, Jeremy? How old are you now? I'm 30. Well, I just turned 34, I think. Yeah, eighty-seven. You look so much older than that. I can't believe it. Oh, stop! <laughs> stop! You know that's not true. You know that's not true. I look. I look at the most. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you from my angle. That's why you put yourself on the fuzzy camera. I understand why. I mean, you don't want to show the wrinkles. I got it. I don't care. I got wrinkles. I'm not afraid to show them. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I just got confirmation. I'm the youngest like person in the network at this point. Yeah. How old no, are you, um, Neil? There's some real. How old are you again, Neil? I'm 23. There's Ooh. oh, I forget which one it is from the Sharks guys. I think one of them is 18. Nick, right? Or I think so. Saying? Nick's 18. I forget He's who like it is. Married. No, not Nick. Not Nick. No, yeah, you know, Nick. One of no, them Nick. is like 18. So yeah, no, Nick's Nick's gonna roast me now for saying that. Yeah, Nick's gonna <laughs> Nick's gonna kill me for saying that now. The amount oh. of Nick's we have on this damn podcast we network. Nicks. Yeah, can we get yeah. can we just get like a Nick podcast with just all the Nick's of the network? <laughs> Uh, it almost <laughs> happened one of the after hours. Nice. What I remember. It have to be a diaper. What would you be sponsored by? Like Joe's diaper, uh, di- uh, Joe's diaper service, or something like that. Who's going to sponsor? You? All right, we're at least out of diapers. I mean, maybe like the training wheel factory or something. <laughs> right, pull ups. Okay, how about pull ups? You're a little yeah. big boy now. I got a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. I wore pull ups till I was like ten. Yeah, I mean, they're you could wear them for a long time, boys. My girlfriend told me it was till you were twenty nine. All right, fine. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, well, I was trying to I was trying to downplay it, Grumpy. But here's the thing: I'm not far from wearing diapers again, right? <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, all time's coming. It's not here yet, but I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to come. You know, here's the worst thing: I don't wear a hat, and if everybody knows, it, it looks like it's a little crooked. It's not the hat. It's not the expansion stuff. My head is crooked. <laughs> if I put it on there, it doesn't sit straight. It like always flies over to the side. It's where it's more comfortable. He took one too many hits without a helmet. So again, proof that you should be wearing helmets, Grump. He's got a Bro. lopsided head. Yeah. I still got all my wits about me. What can I tell you? Bro. You're a lucky one. What can I say? Imagine um, if I use caffeine. I'm a total no caffeine too. Whoa. See, my hand never shakes. <laughs> Grump. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to wrap things up here. Grump is starting oh. to get to those hours where he's getting that special type of grump on. Can, can Absolutely. I just, can I just say one thing? Can I just say one thing? Like this, like Grump is the first person I've met since my father who has this type of like attitude, and it's just <laughs> absolutely a pleasure. And I will say this, TJ, you got to get my dad on your guys' podcast because he's he's a Devils fan like myself. He hates the Islanders with a burning passion. Oh. Oh, dad fight. Wednesday, Islanders never say die podcast. If he puts it, if he comes in on the comments, I'm going to guarantee you we're going to talk to him. TJ's getting something we're going to do. We're going to start doing call-in shows. And I want to talk to people like that. Those are the type of people I want to talk to. Losers like your dad, who are used to playing, who are fans (laughs) of the devil. my dad is older than you, Grump. So, (laughs) right? He's the devils. He's rooting for a loser right now. All right, sick. I'm I mean, sorry. I don't mean, I don't mean he's sorry. personally. I'm sorry, Grump. When was the last time you won a cup? Matter of fact, been in one? Oh, here we go. Oh. It's been quite a while. You want it's to been start quite a while. But here's the thing. We won four. How many do you win? Grump, Grump we won I four. have a lot of friends that are Islanders fans, and they don't give me crap. You might be the first person I've met that gives me crap from an Islanders fan. How many Islanders cups and Jelly like fans are supposed to be friends four. here? We have a same relationship. Yeah, four. All right. We've been in five. How many did you win? How many did you win? 
We won three and we got screwed in two others. So in other words, you won three and we won four. Thank you. <laughs> I just wonder you how many you won. See, that's the one thing with these millennials. They can't answer the question. Stop beating around the bush. I asked you very direct question. How many uh, cups did you want? Yes. Three. You have four. We have three. Thank you. That there's the end of the argument. Thank you. I rest my case. Boom. <clears throat> we're having we're having the cups discussion. Where's Taylor when you need him? I know, and I feel I feel hey, left I out. So fuck you, Horwat. <laughs> what? Watching I, I don't know. Buffalo lose to Philadelphia in 1975 in the Stanley Cup Finals, where they had to come out in the uh, vault, uh, in the Buffalo Auditorium in between the games because there was so much fog on the ice and the guys had to skate around in circles to get rid of the fog. That's that was that live. Wasn't that also the bad game as well? Which game? No. Wasn't that also the game with the bad as well? I, no, was I that, don't think that was in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, what was 75 was what? the? That was Buffalo and Philadelphia in the Finals. No, it was. Yeah, there was, there was a situation where there was a bat in the auditorium and one of the players on um, – Buffalo ended up killing it with a stick. I didn't think it was during the Stanley Cup Finals. Though. Maybe no, it, was. It, was actually, it was during the Cup Final, yep. All right. I, I know because you were there. I understand. <laughs> I do my research, Grump. All right. I do my well, research. You, let's say you were born in what, 1998? Grumpy, Close, he's a published author. Did you know that? I'm <laughs> also a published author. I wrote two books. Oh, He's got him right there. Boom. Boom. There it is. What a plug. What a plug. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Hey, you know what? My kid brought home one of those little scholastic things that said, hey, pick anything out of these little books for 45 cents each. That's what it is. And here's this one, too. We got two of them. I ain't no scrub either. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. Seriously. Seriously, good for you. I know they're written for children, and that's cool. But good for you. I hope you make. Written I hope you children. make a lot of money. Oh, out. okay, yeah. I'll make sure that the next book I write is about the Islanders. I, send so. one pers- I will send one personally to you, Grump. I, that's what. That's what I'm looking for. As long as it's free, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'll give it. Yeah, shoot. I'll give it. I'll. I'll give it to you for free. Is there going to be a handwritten yeah. note and signature though? That's what we really want to know. Right. That's the big thing. That's that's where that's where the Neil the Neil signature is the the real value of the book comes in, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to. He wants the personalized touch. He wants the royal treatment. He right. wants the little note written and yeah. the oh, signature. Oh, no, no. He'll hey, Grump, go it. fuck yourself. Every book, <laughs> every, every book comes with a personalized touch from yours truly, Grump. You'll get yours. That's you'll what I yours. want. That's that's what I want. I'll frame it. I'll have it framed. Good. Good. I'd like to see that. Now, oh, did, did, you, did, you, did you have to have a ghostwriter for that book, or did you do it mostly on your own? I did that mostly on my own. All right. How many pages is it? Which one? Both of them? Yeah, add it up together. Does it come like to 100 pages? Yes. It looked pretty thick. They yeah, both, they did. Of them, both of them are over 120 pages. Okay. And there's That's no pictures back. either. So so okay. I, I just wonder how, much, how many trees you get. I'm disappointing you because I don't have any pictures, and I know it's going to be... It's going to be very hard for you to read all of the pages. So, <laughs> is it in the big type? Yeah, it's got to be like big type, type, big font. No, big font. I, made, I made it small type just just to piss off people. Uh. <laughs> just to piss off people. All right. Well, anyway. I'll, seriously, I'll be looking forward to getting them, and I'll give you a review on it. I really will. Neil's right. book sucks. <laughs> Neil's book is the Josh Bailey you know, of the book world. A lot of people that live in the live on the island are Mets and Jets fans and have that, actually enjoyed the book. So I'm, I'm just saying. I just now where do you live? Where do you live though? I live in I live in central New Jersey. I'm just interested why you're writing about the 
the Mets. You want because it's pain, man. Like they, they've <laughs> suffered for so long. Mets fans are suffering. Jets fans are suffering. And I'm not even a Jets fan, as you can clearly see. <laughs> he likes to document suffering, apparently. That's why people like it, because it's not even a Jets fan writing it. I'm not even a Mets fan. Okay, here's a good story. My grandfather was at the last game when the Mets won the World Series in 1969. And he was one of those people down there yanking up the turf. And I remember he brought a piece of turf home, Damn. and we planted it in our backyard. It was How cool. long until it died? It never, it never died. It never died. You weren't, you weren't raising it. It didn't die. <laughs> Is there a statute of limitations on that crime? Because I think that, I think you just admitted to that's definitely a felony. I mean, right? Well, he's then, dead. Then you can he's totally dead. Do it. So <laughs> I'm going to say that you know the chances of prosecuting him are not nil. Nil. <laughs> but they're going to charge the state with the felony, bro. Like the state. Right. All right, hey. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> you just said you I planted it. I didn't know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyways, Neil, Neil, tell us, tell us your podcast. Give us your social yeah. media. Plug yeah. what you need to. Go for it, man. All right. Well, I already plugged the book, so I don't got to do that uh, apparently. But uh, you can follow me um, on the Devil State of Mind Twitter at Devil State on Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and also the Facebook page where we post new episodes every Monday and Thursday like everybody else. You can follow my personal Instagram at NVPQB11 and also on Twitter at uh, The NVP Show. T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W. Good shit, good shit. Uh, Horwat, I guess we'll, we'll let you go next. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Nick, follow me at Nick Horwat 41 on Twitter uh, and the show uh, Iceberg at Iceberg Podcast, tip of the iceberg, covering the Penguins, obviously every Monday and Thursday as well. And uh, you know what? It's it's uh, it's baseball season. Bring on the tanks for the Buckos if you want to talk about real pain. It's, we, it's gonna be a long one. Can we talk about the fact that right now they're losing in the eighth inning, three to two to Cincinnati? Nice, Ugh. love to see it. Yeah, typical, typical. You know, that's I love the the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that they're the archetype. That all of the other all of the other uh, Pittsburgh teams should follow just absolute <laughs> dog shit forever. It's, that would make me so so happy. But they need to exist just so that everybody can be like you know we're just gonna come destroy you and that's that's it. Just so, so. there's something to suffer about. Don't be picking on Nick. Don't you be picking on Nick. You know all right, fine. All right, fine. Go grumpy. You, you tell us your Twitter handle and your Facebook and your Instagram and your TikTok and your email address and your social security number, and, and I'll give you fourteen thousand dollars. Ready? Right? Get ready, ready to write this down as well. There you go. You got it. Oh, good. Social security number anyway. of one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was seven. <laughs> What's the only What's the OnlyFans account as well? <laughs> yeah, and nine, the OnlyFans. Go on nine decimals. Then they didn't even go out nine. Was it nine? Right, nine numbers. Nine numbers. Yeah, nine numbers. it didn't go out that many. I just like just double digits. Fair enough. Fair uh, goodness, grumpy. Yeah, you can go ahead and find us again, guys. We were mixing things up here today. A uh, little bit of the Islanders action. We're, we're switching things up here a little bit. Uh, we are going back to your regularly regularly scheduled programming on <laughs> Wednesday. Um, Islanders, we got the Washington Capitals tomorrow. That'll be a win. Let's go, Caps. <laughs> yeah, it will be. You're right. You're right, Grumpy. It will be. Um, then you'll be in second place. 
And b- listen, before true. before I get cut off, I just want to let every all of your fans especially know that if, if you're sick of Grumpy and TJ, which, you know, TJ's great, but I don't know about the other one, um, <laughs> at Hockey Trollin, <laughs> at Caps Chirp, and you can, you know, follow the team that's going to be above you in the standings for the rest of the playoffs, or for the rest of the season Ooh. and into the okay. playoffs. That's true. I won't say that's true. If you want to... Listen to a podcast that will put you to sleep, that will give you no knowledge. Uh, go to the Hot Control podcast. You I know almost, the crazy thing I is. almost listened to it once, almost. You know the crazy thing is, Grump, Tuesday I was having some bad insomnia. If I knew this ahead of time, I would have been able to fall asleep like a baby if you would have told me this ahead of time, Grump. Why are you keeping these secrets from me? That's what I'm saying. Whenever, whenever I need to go to sleep. I, what, what's the name of your podcast again, Troll? <laughs> at, at Caps Chirp. At Caps Chirp. Uh, I'll at, say whenever, it. whenever I want to go to sleep, I just I don't even take melatonin or sleeping pills. I just put them at Caps Caps Chirp. Hey, hey, oh, you know man, man, I'm uh, asleep. I'm just, an honor. We had uh, Carl Alsner on a couple a couple weeks ago. Dude's a beauty. We've uh, probably gonna have him on again here soon. Um, we're getting some good getting good guest spots, just like you guys with what. Who's the guy? We don't. We 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 are we are now a rich blonde. I mean, like we're working on getting guests on. I've been slacking a little bit, and I keep promising and over promising the grump. I'm going. To, I'm working on the shirts. We're getting the equipment and go. You have to believe me. We're getting it all done. It's taking me a little while longer than I had originally anticipated. You would, it's a lot. We're like, Rome wasn't built in a day. You would be so surprised at how many how many awesome people will come on your podcast. If you just ask and send a link to like your last episode and just ask yeah. over Twitter, I'm That's... blown away, I'm blown away by how many people we've gotten to come on. Um, it's crazy. You know, I got a guess so... for T- I got, I got a guess for TJ. I got Who's a guess that? For TJ. Do you know who Kim Moisa is? Well, yeah, we're going to, we're, we're planning on reaching out there to her. Yes. I've got Grumpy's going to wear some lipstick. He Absolutely. said, yeah, we're, tra- we're trying not to give too much. I'm going to put the lipstick on. Bro, she's, my best, she's my best friend. I can hit her up in five minutes, and she'll probably definitely jump on. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yes, definitely. Because I'm. Gonna, well, wait. I got to get lipstick. I got to get the blue and the orange lipstick. <laughs> yes. Jump I'm on. I'm not afraid to do anything. I don't care. <laughs> jump on. <laughs> grab your stuff off of Amazon, grumpy old man. But here's my question: Do you want to have? I don't know who we should reach out to, Grump. If we're talking about players, AJ especially ex players, I know she loves that I put on her hair. Bring on Brendan Burke. We we yeah I, I know he's busy during a time period I know we got I, I just got to reach out Grum. This year. I've got to reach out Grum. Why I'm, you not well. I'm not yeah, doing I'm, my I'm job. Open up your means. books, your children's books. I'm trying to I'm trying to get you merchandise, trying to get you to sell things, and you're not helping me out at all. <laughs> I need to do a better job. Is what it means, Grum. Quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well. <clears throat> I mean, you're on our feed too, here, TJ and Grumpy. So, do you wanna do you wanna let the Caps fans who are watching know where to find you? To find us, ah, yeah. Islander fans. Oh, what are we, Grump? I don't even remember what our social handle, social media handle. The Islanders never say die podcast. Where the Islanders never say die podcast. I think, yeah, I think it's just Islanders never say die podcast. I, you know, honestly, I don't know what the Twitter handle is. I don't Why? know what the Facebook page is. Um, I dropped off on them. You see. We just, you know, we just talk about Islanders, Islanders hockey there. Yeah, it's, it's the grumpy old man that sells, and I try to contain him a little bit and try to steer him in the right direction. We talk it's about all we, we might talk about hockey, but we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about 
uh, comedy. We're going to talk about television. We're going to talk about uh, everything under the sun, except for politics. And we're not talking about some, what does it say again? Pain, pain, It's J-E-T-S, pain, pain, pain. Oh, oh, Jets. It's a Jets book. Okay. It's a Jet. Did you? His, his, his memory is running. Up. It's fleeting. Jets, 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 pain, pain, pain. My dad had second season tickets to the Jets. Oh, so he knew what pain was all about. He was there when Namath was quarterback. He took me to one game. One game. One game. One game. They were playing the New England Patriots. Joe Cap was a quarterback. I think it was 1971. Nutty, Nutty old, Joe from Canada? Yep, Joe Cap from Canada. And he wound up – wake up over there, troll. Uh, uh, I mean, I can't. You're, you're putting me to sleep, dude. Yeah, you were probably thinking about what you're going to do on your next podcast, which is sleep. But here's the thing. The old, the old man, he took me to the game, right? He used to go four – they used to go four guys used to go. I guess one of them couldn't go or whatever, so he took me. But here's what he did. He sat me in a seat. He gave me a six-pack of Yuhu. Then he, he and the other three guys went up to the top, and they drank beer the whole game. He came back at the end of the game, and it was like, hey, how'd you like the game? I, yeah, great, Dad. Thanks. And then we drove home. That was it. And the Jets won. Uh, that's, that's, actually, that's actually a really big shocker. Yeah. <laughs> well, Grump, to end the podcast, we have one request. We need you to sing some Sinatra. Ooh. I did it my way. And that wraps it up. Thank you so much, guys, for being a part. I'm glad we were able to get it, this together here. The East Division talking with some fellow Hockey Podcast Network host of podcasts. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and listening to the live stream. Again, we always appreciate the chance where we get to interact with people who listen to the podcast. I know this is a little different, but we're trying to provide content. We're on the cutting edge of providing excellent content there. We're switching things up occasionally. You know, maybe people like it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. We'll find out afterwards. Right, Grump? Well, here's the thing. The longer you keep talking, the quicker they start tuning out. (laughs) (laughs) That much they can (laughs) tell Oh goodness gracious! T- Thanks TJ's so much, voice guys. Sounds like one of the dudes from the Calm app. That's, that's what his voice sounds like right now. I don't know what the Calm app is, but uh... it's the equivalent of what uh, Grumpy Old Man thinks ca- uh, Trolls Show is. Puts you to sleep. <laughs> it just oh. puts you to sleep. Yeah. Right. That's what is TJ is very deliberate, and he's he's he you know he's really good at what he does. He's real <laughs> measured, and you know, but he can be a real bitch too. I mean, he's <laughs> Grumpy Old Man. I mean, just not on the show. He wants everyone to think he's cool. And, you know, I'm so, you know, I'm so this, I'm so that. Well, I'm just the way I am. See, that's the difference. And we wouldn't want you like you, other... PJ. Hey, Grump, we wouldn't want you any other way. We would not want you any other way. Listen, you're not getting me any other way. I respect that. Yeah. Respect the that's hell true. out of that. That is true. Well, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for everybody tuning in.